0: Hi folks, today we're sharing with you our 10th Costa Rica Pura Lifestyle Podcast Series episode that deals with how one acquires their residency, also called legal status here in Costa Rica. It's a very important and also somewhat involved process from start to finish. It's a process that more and more individuals and families are doing. So many people moving to Costa Rica now so much stress and uncertainty it seems in the lives of many all over the world. And Costa Rica is indeed the Pura Vida lifestyle oasis, the land of peace and biodiversity and hope for a more sane and tranquil life for for all who care to find it. Today and throughout the coming weeks, I'm going to be spending some time with Kevin McNamee, who is the representative for Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts. He and his entire team have assigned, excuse me, have assisted hundreds of people in acquiring their legal status and everything else that's involved with the process for many, many years. He's an expert, a professional, and a perfectionist when it comes to his business. And I think he probably knows it all. (laughs) And I'm happy to have him here with us today. We're in the process of recording a series of Q&As. Uh, It's going to be many episodes, they'll address and answer two to four questions regarding the residency process, what you can expect when living in Costa Rica, and so many other items that should cover just about every question you have about the daily life that you will experience while living here in paradise. You're going to learn about how to begin the residency process, how the entire procedure works, the timeframes involved, the paperwork, and so much more. And most important, you're going to meet a new friend in Kevin who's going to have your best interest at hand when you allow him to work hard for you. One of his clients recently told me that it's like hiring someone to build a new house uh, for him. Kevin and his team, they simply roll up their sleeves. They don't waste any time in tackling the task at hand, which is basically getting you and your family ready to enjoy Costa Rica for the rest of your lives. Kevin, I say welcome to you for the 10th time, and I thank you in advance for spending a few minutes with all of us explaining what you know and what we need to know about Costa Rica.
1: Thank you very much for the invitation, Skip. As always, I appreciate these few minutes to talk with you and ask you your very important questions, important to yourself and potential clients and prospects. So fire away, my friend. I'm at your I'm at your disposal.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Uh, Kevin, in our first 10 episodes, or nine episodes, we discussed your personal history here in Costa Rica and how you got started in the business, and we touched on many important points, and we reviewed the three main types of statuses, how we determine what status to pursue, and why you even need to think about obtaining your legal status in the first place. We went through a lot of the necessary things to think about, how to start a bank account, How to get your pet here? Does one need to learn Spanish? Just really, we covered a lot of ground. And we're here again with our many listeners, and they're all eager to hear what you have to say today as well. So with your permission, I'm going to get started.
1: Well, in that case, permission granted, my friend.
0: Well, perfect. Uh, Kevin, the first (laughs) question was uh, was actually uh, sent to me by John. He lives in the southern part of Costa Rica, and he just started a corporation. He's going to start a corporation, I should say. And he noticed the letters S-A after the corporation's name. Uh, what does that mean? Does that mean South America? <laughs> what, what does it mean?
1: But well, no, it does not. It definitely does not mean South America. We're here in Central America, the little oasis of the Americas. No, SER simply means Society Anonymous. You know, keeping in mind that this is a Spanish country and legal documents are in Spanish and therefore SEI roughly equates to limited corporation. That's the best way of explaining it. Uh, SEI has dropped out of favor a bit because now people are doing SRLs and that's uh, a different topic altogether, but it is a society limited liability. So uh, so SER Society Anonymous.
0: Well, great. Now I just a quick question. Are are the is the information in the corporation, is that still totally anonymous? Can people find out who owns, for example, a piece of property or a car that's in the corporation?
1: If they were searching for title of a property, the corporation's name would show up, not the individual's, if they have registered, of course, in the corporation's name. Now Is it totally anonymous? No. In the power grab of the big companies or countries around the world, they have broken or pierced the seal of privacy or secrecy. Inasmuch as as that, if it's a serious crime, uh, drug-related, child abuse, uh, spousal abuse, they can, under special Conditions pierce the veil, the veil of secrecy. But for you and I, Joe Blow off the street, no, we would have a devil's own time trying to find out the ownership of a certain corporation. Now, when a person applies for, let's say, investor status, and they have put their home in a corporation, they sign a document saying that the government has the right to inspect who the actual owners of the shares are, and that's done by a document called Personaria Heritica. Not complicated and not open to the public, but certain elements of the government have access to your information. Same with your bank account. If you put it in a SAI, SRL, whatever, uh, they would have access to it.
0: Okay. Well, that's easy enough. Kevin, a second question here today. If we're coming to Costa Rica and we plan to submit our paperwork for our legal status process, can we purchase one-way tickets only to Costa Rica or do we have to purchase an additional ticket to go back to our home country?
1: Definitely, definitely must have a ticket out of the country and preferably back to your home country. When you come down here to apply, that's exactly all you're doing is applying. There's no, you're going to get approved unless you're a a wanted Interpol villain or or whatever, have some serious charges against you or whatever. But you're only in the application stage, so you are really, in effect, a tourist.
0: Okay, well, (laughs) that's easy enough. Kevin, how can I become a client of Costa Rica immigration and moving experts? What's the process?
1: After the begging and pleading <laughs> portion of it, <laughs> and that's us begging and pleading, uh, <laughs> pleading with the, corporate, the, the prospect. It's very simple. We don't encourage people to send money down until they're physically here or are, are, are totally convinced that they want to start the process. It's uh, We have a pricing structure which requires payment when we take you to the lawyers and start spending money on your behalf. So we recommend that they first establish a date that they plan to come here. And in order to get the paperwork from their home country that has to be brought down for us to translate and submit to immigration, we suggest the start of those... Two and a half months into, uh, prior to the date of their planned trip here, why we say two and a half months? We have a window of six months from the time that we you ordered uh, you present you your paperwork to us, submitting it to Immigration. I want to clarify that that didn't come up quite right. The paperwork you gather in your home country is valid for six months up to the date we submit the application on your behalf. Okay, So we don't want your waiting to the last minute because you won't have the paperwork ready. And if you do it too soon, it becomes outdated and you have to repeat it. So about two and a half months prior to your plan trip, start obtaining the paperwork. And then come down with your two-way ticket when we make the submission to the immigration department on yourself uh, on your behalf it's still a application you haven't been granted anything other than the immigration acknowledges the fact that you are a no longer a tourist but rather a individual or family in the process of obtaining a legal status if you go home in the interim come back yes you have to have a, a round trip ticket because they haven't given they haven't provided you with the status
0: yet. It makes a lot of sense. Kevin, what happens if I start the process with you and then right in the middle of the entire process, the Costa Rican government changes the requirements? What happens to my specific situation?
1: Interestingly enough, they just did this about uh, six, no, two weeks ago. They added some extra costs because the fact that we're going electronically, they needed some more notarized documents and such. And they made a retroactive. In other words, when we had quoted a price to our clients that said "There's once uh, anything you know, anything happens, increase costs cost and such, you're protected. They interpret that now to mean, once you've been approved, any additional requirements are not applicable to yourself. But until you're approved, these costs became retroactive. Now, we're not talking a handsome ransom amount, but it was uh, approximately two documents at $10 each. But we had to go back to our existing clients and say, uh, hey, we'll take care of this all right for you, but we'll it'll show up in your invoicing uh, your, your statement that we had to increase your cost by $10. Very seldom d- done. In fact, this is the first time we've ever suffered that. But it's uh, it's indicative of the way the government is moving along, speeding things up by going to digital and such. But they're discovering costs as they go along that they pass on to us, which we pass on to our client.
0: Yeah, so it's not really an issue. And if anything does come up, uh, you and your team stay abreast of all the New rules and laws and regulations, and you'll let us know. Kevin, this has happened before. Uh, what happens if if we have not received all the documents back from the various government agencies by the time the client leaves uh, leaves from to, from Costa Rica to their home country, and and vice versa?
1: Well, okay, it's a case of what paperwork do we need to open a file? Really, in a sense, is the question. And there's a certain number of documents. One being very important one is that we have to show proof that the client has, prospect client has paid the application fees. <laughs> and the, the government really doesn't go much further to entertain your your application until that's done. But we create the formal and I mean formal letter of application that Mr. and Mrs. Joe Blow request the ability to join Costa Rica in the in the position as a as a resident investor or a Medista status or whatever. That's a formal letter, and because we have arranged to have a limited power of attorney created so that we can represent you, the client. At immigration, we can write that letter just saves a little nuisance of trying to figure out what, what, how do I word it? What do I say? A lot of people that come to us saying, look, I'm doing it myself, but could you tell me what the letter has to say? We tell them because uh, they'll eventually be back 99% of the time they'll be back saying, can you complete it for us? So they, uh, to answer your, your question, we can always open the file and then when you get back to your home country and complete, getting, complete the, the balance of the documents, send them to, well, to an apostiller who, who will have them apostilled and send them to us. Or if they do the apostilling process themselves through whomever, they instruct the apostiller to send the documents to us and we submit them to immigration on their behalf.
0: And what I know for sure is you do have a uh, basically an in-house apostilling service, so uh, paperwork is such an important process that uh, we've kind of uh, nipped any problems in the bud, and and I think that's really great. Hey, Kevin, on your website, uh, you talk about specific services, such as obtaining a driver's license, uh, even shopping at local malls, cell phone purchases, everything that... Goes along really with moving to a new country. Uh, does you and your team provide that service? Do you have somebody that could help your clients with some extra things that really have nothing to do with uh, legal status and paperwork, but it just still needs to be
1: done? Yes, we don't. We we work under the concept of the, we don't send our client, we take them. Now, Obviously, that pertains to immigration because it's a 24/7 job, hour job, really, in effect. But if somebody says, uh, "I need problem, I have a problem with my cell phone, I need to get it fixed," we'll send somebody with them and such. Uh, is there a charge for that? Uh, yes, if I'm taking somebody from doing a job here to help the person, it's uh, it, it varies with the length of time it takes and such, but uh, nothing literally nothing is free, but, uh, but advice. And if it's a, a scenario where it doesn't cost us money, we will help the client as much as possible. I just don't want to say carte blanche. Oh, yeah, we do everything. And we do it for free. There are costs because if I get charged, the client gets charged. Simple stuff.
0: Sure. And, uh, just the last question, these are, quick answers and quick questions today which is my favorite (laughs) yeah these are things that need to be done um my last question is uh regarding a driver's license everybody wants to know if they can drive in costa rica and uh a lot of them want to get their costa rican driver's license is there a written or oral test required to obtain the costa rica driver's license what's the real quickly what is the uh what's involved in that
1: okay your home country driver's license is valid as long as you have a valid visa here in Costa Rica. Therefore, you 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 submit, you come here, you have a ninety day visa. If you're typically from North America, Canada, and the US get ninety day uh, visas. You that makes your driver's your home country driver's license valid. Now when you apply for a legal status, immigration doesn't require you to leave the country every 90 days because you are no longer a tourist, but a person or family in the process of getting a a, 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 a status. But the department, department of Highways, which is what we call it in Canada, is moped here, whatever, they claim that no, you're driving here as a tourist, therefore you don't have a valid tourist if you overstayed your 90 days so the little catch 22 is that you would have to leave the country every 90 days to keep your visa uh uh, active and your driver's license therefore in effect so to answer your question no written tests slight a little medical where you walk in and they check your eyesight and the blood pressure Test blood, blood. Oh no, they don't blood test. They don't test for blood type anymore because people objected to that. And the uh, you pay a a fee for the application for the license, and that's it. Very, very simple. Very innocuous. Uh, One new requirement is they want your driver's license translated into Spanish, so that they know what they're reading on the. On your physical card, that you, the license that you show them, you're from your home country. You retain that; you don't give it up. You keep that because you're going to go back to your home country on vacations or whatever. But uh, it, that's another requirement. It's fairly new now, having the driver's license translated. Very, very simple process. It takes. Uh, in fact, our our man usually does that with them. As an aside, as an extra um, charge, he he's willing to do these errands for with people, with clients.
0: Sure. Well, that, that's a pretty handy person to have around. Kevin, as always, we want to thank you. It's been a pleasure. And uh, folks, we've posted Kevin's contact information and his website address on the program notes associated with this specific episode. And I urge you to follow up with him through his Contact Us page of his website. I'm going to post today's recording of our Q&A session on the website as well. When you're ready to have all of your questions answered and all of your concerns addressed, Kevin and his team are standing by, of course, to get started with your pathway to a new life and one of the happiest countries on the planet. And uh, by the way, if you haven't already, Be sure to listen to our first nine conversations with Kevin regarding residency and everything pertaining to living in Costa Rica. Again, all the links are posted at the bottom of the homepage of his website at Immigration and MovingExperts.com. That's Immigration and MovingExperts.com. Thank you, Kevin. And we'll see you soon for our next conversation, number 11 talking about everything you need to know about acquiring your legal status in Costa Rica and more.
1: You're very welcome, Skip, Uh, folks. uh, Goodbye, and hopefully we'll see you soon.
0: Thanks again.